Hello and welcome to Vet Chloe on the Road. Insights from real people making positive change for our planet. I am Chloe, a veterinarian who has an interest in wildlife and all things environmental. And this is a show for people who would like to connect, learn, and prioritize caring for our beautiful green and blue world. Come join me as I travel around Australia in my van, Layla. Let's share all things conservation and meet all the inspiring environmental heroes along the way. So hi guys, on today's episode, if I cannot get out there and meet environmental people and experience new wildlife things, not to worry, because access to being involved in conservation is always accessible in the comfort of your home or van. It has been a busy week of veterinary emergency work for me and I'm newly arrived here in Tasmania, the isolated island state off Australia's south coast. So today's episode, it will be myself, Chloe, solo reporting on a documentary I watched a couple of nights ago called Jadara, made by Sea Shepherd, the world's leading direct action ocean conservation organization. The film Jadara spelt J-E-E-D-A-R-A, which you can find on a simple Google search, is free to watch, and the website is jadarathefilm.org, and it's available there to watch the film. I'll have a link in my show notes. So what prompted me to watch this film, as there is a huge range of choice out there, and this is actually a couple of years old now, My ears are always pricked for current conservation news, and this came my way because I caught wind of the Great Australian Bite being again under threat via Patagonia Oz on Instagram. So the Great Australian Bite is an area you would know about from my intro episode to season two, episode 16. It is a large oceanic bite or open bay off the central portions of the southern coastline of mainland Australia. And Patagonia reported that on Tuesday last week, the Norwegian company Equinor had formally released their draft environmental plan for deep water drilling in the Great Australian Bight. Quoting from Patagonia Oz Instagram on the 21st of February, quote, they want to drill later this year. The plan includes Equinor's own spill modeling, which sees oil spread along thousands of kilometers of pristine coastline. It would be catastrophic on every level. The plan is before industry regulator NOPSEMA, N-O-P-S-E-M-A, it's an acronym, and is open now to public comment for the next 30 days, end quote. So I want to educate myself more on this topic and watch the film. And I've drafted a letter to Nopsima plus an email and also a letter to the prime minister and environmental minister, which I will send off later today. So, look, you know, I got interest in the bite. I've just experienced the beauty of it. And I just did a simple search for uh, documentary The Bite and the film Jodhara came up. So. The film is fabulously made. It's 46 minutes and it communicates a lot. I know these docos are not lighthearted, but very serious. And, you know, from the stresses of life we all encounter, sometimes we just want to break from more stress. Uh, But people have put a lot of work into this film and I want to learn more and be informed. You really do have to be motivated at times to go and watch these things. So, It starts with the 2010 environmental disaster, if you remember, in the Gulf of Mexico, where the BP oil rig accidentally and catastrophically 
released 800 million liters of oil into the ocean over 87 days. Oh, so painful. 11 people died. Tens of thousands of people were out of work and hundreds and thousands and thousands of animals died. 800,000 birds, 75,000 whales and dolphins, and millions of fish. You know, it's just an estimate, but probably more. Um, it is for sure one of the worst environmental disasters ever, and the effects are still being felt today. And then this is where Australia loses me, because despite all our natural beauty, we do not have a government that properly, properly safeguards it. So not more than six months after the BP incident, the film starts with saying how the Australian government signed off on the leasing for offshore oil exploration and BP was making plans to oil rig off the Great Australian Bight. Ah. So the film was all about how in 2016, the Wilderness Society, Bob Brown Foundation and Sea Shepherd Australia announced the launch of Operation Jadara a campaign that would see the Sea Shepherd's flagship vessel, the Steve Irwin, to explore and document the Great Australian Bight and showcase the great beauty of the region. I was excited for this film because although I drove along the Great Australian Bight from Esperance to Port Lincoln and I would duck down the side roads to take in the sights, I wanted to experience more. You know, it is hard from a high vantage point on land to really get a feel for what's happening in the marine world. So the film has different environmental people from the different organizations and it has an indigenous songman from the area talking about the campaign. And the campaign is for three weeks. Uh, they left in early August in 2016 and they're exploring many places, uh, and many places that Australians, including myself, have never heard of, such as Newt's Reef, St. Francis Island, Pearson Island, and then the more iconic places such as Fowler's Bay, Kangaroo Island, and the Bunda Cliffs of the Nalabor Wilderness, home of the endangered Southern Right Whales Nursery. Interestingly, the Steve Irwin, the boat, was a Scottish fisheries patrol vessel, and since being bought by Sea Shepherd in 2007, along with other Sea Shepherd vessels, has been defending the Southern Oceans, and they have collectively saved over 6,000 whales from the illegal Japanese whaling fleet. So that is just incredible. So the film is awesome, you know, it, it's it's strung together really nicely, there is a storyline. I guess what I'm doing is just sort of recapping, um, almost like a book club on the highlights and what I really got out of it, and I hope that I'm communicating it well, and, you know, you still should watch it. Um, it is a short film, it's very informative, and it is good to, you know, recap with others, so um, either watch it and then have a listen to this, um, but... Yeah, it, it's it's amazing. I love the footage of the rough seas. That was incredible. It, it is the home of the roughest seas in the Southern Hemisphere, the Great Australian Bight. And that's what it's famous for, the blistering winds and huge swells, which can reach up to 20 metres high. The footage they showed was intense and it wasn't even that rough for the bite. So it's crazy to think that they want to drill for oil there. The Great Australian Bight has been too risky in the past for oil rigs, but now that oil and gas fields are running dry in other areas of the world, companies like BP and now Equinor in Norway are considering it.
And right now, I would just love to have an interview snippet with my dad, Jay, about his experience as he sailed on a tall ship as part of the Clip Around the World race across the bight from Albany in WA all the way to Sydney. And he did say the seas were rough and breathtaking. So for BP, back in 2016, they had ideas for a $750 million special purpose drilling rig that would have a pipeline running over two kilometers down in order to reach the ocean floor and then another two to three kilometers deeper into the Earth's core to find oil. And then apparently aided by GPS thrusters, this would keep the floating platform in place. So, you know, just a pipe through this rough water. And the conditions, knowing them, any normal person would know that an oil rig not fixed with those swells was insanity, as one of the other environmental people on the film points out. Um, it's kind of incredible that you have to spell out such simple things, which should not happen. Nevertheless, so as the film does, um, it's there to showcase the beauty of the area. And the Great Australian Bight is one of the last pristine ocean environments left on Earth. It is a haven to whales, fish, plants, birds, marine mammals, and a large amount of invertebrate ecosystems. What happens in the bight impacts species survival at the global level as well. So it's not just an isolated area. And in recognition of the bite's great environmental significance, vast areas are protected already with 19 marine parks in South Australian waters. And different areas of the bite are known for being biodiversity hotspots. Um, the film has amazing footage of all these different places. Look, I'm not going to outline them all. Um, I mentioned them before, but, you know, it's such a rugged marine landscape and it has some cool angles from drone shots up high and underwater. Many animals are filmed for you as a viewer to enjoy as you watch, such as the endangered Australian sea lion, like what I experienced with swimming back in Port Lincoln with. Uh, so great to see those guys again. Uh, the rare rock parrots, Cape Barren geese, little penguins, seabirds, the endangered offspray, migratory birds such as albatross, prions and petrons, the long-nosed fur seals, sharks, and even the Pearson Island rock wallaby. So incredibly adorable. Just on this little remote island, you see these little marsupials. Um, quite incredible. So the whole area is just heaving with life and incredibly, incredibly special. And the film does a great job in showing that. The Wilderness Advisory Committee under the Wilderness Protection Act had shown after much work that the wilderness values in the area were considered very high. And so many islands of the Bight are proclaimed under the highest legislation as wilderness protected. So they had a little snippet explaining that, which was interesting. So an oil spill in this area would be beyond devastating. So as you enjoy seeing all these animals in the back of your mind, you do think this better not be threatened. Uh, these animals have been there for hundreds of thousands of years and the area is covered in marine sanctuaries. There could not be a worse place for an area to be industrialized. So part of their campaign was also to educate. So in Port Adelaide, uh, so one of the ports in Adelaide, uh, the Steve Irwin got some politicians and media on board, which was important in spreading the message and impacting decisions and actions. Look, always economics need to be considered to get some people on board with wildlife and conservation things. So 
they make mention that the tourism in South Australia is worth $1.2 billion per year, creating 10,000 plus jobs. So this is under threat too, with an oil rig moving into town. So as well as the wildlife, an oil spill would negatively, um, understatement, impact the tourism, um, aquaculture and agriculture uh, industry of the area. There's a special showcase as well for Kangaroo Island, which looks amazing. Sadly, I did not have time to visit Kangaroo Island, but I must make the point to do so. You know, it's got koalas in the trees, echidnas crawling around in the bushes with kangaroos, the endangered Australian sea lions there as well. It's a very important breeding site for them. There are only 14,000 endangered Australian sea lions left and Kangaroo Island is pivotal to their survival. And you know, what's just so maddening is that apparently if BP had another spill, their comment was, well, we're finished. And as the mayor of Kangaroo Island rightly said, well, you know, so are the people in the place that you would have been leaving behind. And he personally could not see the area ever recovering from a catastrophe like an oil spill. So it just seems so simple, you know, the film certainly has a big purpose of educating people. You know, even without seeing the film, you know it should happen. The Australian government just has to say no to people like this. You know, two years ago, two to three years ago, it was BP. Now it is Norway's Equinor, but it is the same story. They also show the breathtaking Bunga Cliffs that rise 60 to 100 metres high and are 100 kilometres across, spanning South Australia and Western Australia, and provides an important endangered southern right whale nursery. The whales migrate there in winter and have their babies nursed to a healthy weight before returning back to the Antarctic. So from mid-May to late October, you can see, you know, 30 to 50 whales in your periphery with mothers coming together and the babies playing. It sounds like a real magical sight to witness in person. And this land and the ocean is very sacred to the indigenous people. The name Jadara is actually from an indigenous story of a white whale. And when the indigenous songman on board, the Steve Irwin, is speaking of his land um, to the camera, actually a white whale comes close to shore from where he is. And it's actually quite an incredible um, sacred moment, really signifying an amazing connection between people and animals and the environment. I have a real interest and respect for that side of things too. So once back in Melbourne, the Alliance members all had to gather to showcase what they experienced and documented. The oil spill model that they came up with, uh, depending on the time of year and the currents, show that the spill could reach WA, um, all of South Australia, Tasmania and Victoria. And interestingly, BP showed their model. Uh, which had a worse predicted outcome, even going up to New South Wales. So thousands of kilometres of coastline being affected and all the beautiful places seen on the film and, you know, that the campaign was all about showcasing would be hit by oil. It is the classic battle between nature versus money, power and greed. But the good news, as you might have expected, because now Norway's Equinor have moved into showing interest, BP in October 2016 announced that they would be discontinuing their plans to drill in the Great Australian Bight. So a major win for the campaign. I'm sure it has a direct link to the efforts they put into it. So certainly a win. 
but it was known that other fossil fuel companies were then pushing for approval to carry out activities that will continue to put this magnificent marine wilderness at risk. And now Norway's Equinor has risen its ugly head, so we have to keep our guard up still. Since the film, the Alliance have been calling for the bike to be protected from the oil and gas industry forever. Uh, that would be wonderful, and it seems so simple, but it has not happened yet. <laughs> Let's just say yet. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, that is my wrap-up report about the film Jadara. I hope you enjoyed, and I hope you've learned a few things and are motivated to watch the film yourself. Uh, to become involved in the Fight for the Bite campaign. That is their Instagram hashtag, Fight for the Bite. Uh, perhaps also inspired to write a letter like myself. I'll share it in my next Instagram post. And if you are in Torquay, in Victoria, there is a rally this Sunday, the 3rd of March at midday on the beach. Uh, links to these things, as always, are in the show notes. So simply scroll up in the podcast app or go to my website, fitchloe.com. But certainly get involved, um, start following things, um, spreading the word, and just keeping this on your radar. Um, this is how sneaky companies, I think, slide things under is because we're all so busy with our normal lives. And so it's good to just um, you know, be aware and feel like you are a custodian of the earth with your attention. So I hope this has inspired. And also do always remember that you can vote with your wallet. I know people say this all the time, but, you know, you can support environmentally conscious companies like Patagonia, um, who is known for having a good ethos in this area. Um, perhaps skip or always skip fueling up at BP service stations. People may ask you why you love Patagonia or why you never fuel up at BP and it can spark a genuine and natural conversation and be a great way to authentically teach and share and also for your own well-being to do these things because, you know, that is why I have hopped into my van, why I do weekly podcasts to take personal conservational action and there's no better therapy to the depression <laughs> Um, of knowing what's happened to our planet, like positive action and truly feeling empowered. So I hope you continue um, to listen and enjoy my podcast. So if you like this show, I would be most grateful if you could tell a friend, subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. It all helps. Or even follow me on Instagram at BetChloe to share the adventures. Next episode, I cannot come to Tasmania and not report on the Tasmanian devil. This carnivorous marsupial used to be on the mainland as well, but is now only found in the wild here in Tasmania. Later this week, I'll be meeting up with John Hamilton at his wildlife center, which has been operating for over 40 years, working to conserve this exotic little Tassie devil. In that time period, there has been much change. They have become endangered with numbers decreasing. And I'm looking forward to John telling us about the work that they do involving tracking devices and the like. And I'm sure the many challenges and wins along the way. So till then, guys, stay kind and I'll see you at the next stop.